Today's daf is daf Pehei. We are holding at the two dots about a third of the way up on Pehdalit Amid Beis. So if you remember, we had in the Mishnah as follows. We said that if a uh, person makes a nether precluding the Nana Kahanim and Leviim, so we said that they can forcefully take their Truma and Meiser from him. So he can't make an edit that they can't get from us. It's mom and shave it. They can go ahead and take it without his permission. But if he says, makes an edit that only certain Kohanim and Levim are also from getting Hanah from me. So although those Kohanim will not be allowed to take from him Trumas uh, and Meisters, but the ones that the, he, did, he, he did not include in the nether, they will be allowed to take the Trumas and Meisters, right? Now what the Gemara is going to ask, it seems that these two rulings are contradictory. Now let's explain. We discussed yesterday the notion of what is Tovas Hanoah. Tovas Hanoah means that even though it's clear, the Kohen or the Levi, it's their Truma, it's their Meiser, meaning that it's Maman of the Shevet, the only thing that the Torah empowered him was, he has the right of determination as which Kohen will get it and which Levi. So no Kohen can show up his door, or the Levi show up his door and say, give me my Truma. Yeah, I'm not giving it to you, I'm giving it to my, 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 my friend the Kohen, not to you. Or my friend the Levi, not to you. There is a discussion that, that, that uh, has many ramifications halachically, this tovas hanah that he has, the right of determination, does that actually build equity? Does that consider to be with the shilas? Is it considered momona ain't a moment? What does it mean? As mom means, does that give him equity in the item itself? Even though he doesn't own the item, but he has equity in it. Why does he have equity in it? He has right. What's going to be? It makes kachaps a huge nafkamina. Can I be makadosh and isha with truma? Even though I am not a Kohen and she's not a Bas Kohen, right? But can I give it to her? Because if, if it is Mammon and then and it's considered at least at least a Pruto, then I can Makadish. What's the benefit? The benefit is she can go ahead and, and give it to whichever Kohen she wants to give it. So do we halachically consider the equity builds the right to determine builds equity in the item it's as if I have some value in the item itself even though I don't own the truma and I don't own the mice so that's a huge debate that we're going to now bring down and seeming it seems to be contradictory now there's no question that even if you hold that having the right to give something does not consider to be mum and it's not like I have equity in the item but there's no Shiloh that if I made a nether saying that I answer that coin from benefiting from me, even if it's not considered at all my item and I don't even have value in it, but for me to determine that I want to give it to you, that would be also to do because I'm directly being Mahana you. That's for sure being Mahana you. Whether or not I have equity in the item for me to go ahead and give it to you, that's, that's not even uh, uh, a uh, uh, shyle. It's got nothing to do with whether or not Tevis is moment as ain't a moment. But now let's go through with the one who's going to ask the steer. The steer is going to be as follows. If you tell me that if I made a nether assering uh, any Kohen or any lady from being nana from me, blanket statement, the ruling was... Yes, you are not able to give it to any Kohen or give it to any Levi because you're giving it directly 
to any Kohen or any Levi would be considered as if you're being Mahana them and you wouldn't be allowed to do it. But the ruling was is that any Kohen and any Levi can come now and take it. Mm. That was the ruling. On their own. So on their own. So Morris says that that would seem to apply, imply, not apply, imply that you don't build equity in the item. Because if you built equity in the item, even if you're not giving it, at the end of the day, since you have a pruta's worth, five pruta's worth, whatever that equity, however we classify that, but if it's considered like you've built that into the item itself, the Torah's right of determination gives you an equity in the item, then no Kohen or Levi should be able to come and take it. Because even though it's true that the Karen, the principle, it belongs to them, but come along with it, the equity that you have built into it, how could they be nana? The fact that says any Kohen and any lady can take it, don't give it to them, they can take it, implies that there is no equity that you have. Your right of determination does not build equity. Because if it did build equity, then what? Then they would, should not be allowed to take it. Okay, that's the first ruling. But then let's understand what's the shot in the second ruling. If you're telling me that you don't have equity in it, so what was the second ruling? I am saying only... These Kohanim, but these Leviim, Kohanim and Leviim of the valley are not allowed to be benefiting from me. What was the ruling? Okay, don't let the Kohanim of the valley come and take it. Let the ones from the city who are not included in the net come and take it. Now, the one question is going to be, one second, if you told me that you have no equity built into it, then why can't the Kohanim of the valley come and take it? As long as you don't give it to them, they should be allowed to go ahead and take it because you don't have equity. Elamai, not allowing the Kohanim of the valley to come and take it, but you have to, that implies that you do have equity in the item. So that these two rulings are mutually exclusive of one another. One is Mashmatova Sanoa is not Momon. The second ruling is Mashmatova Sanoa is Momon. That's the Moros Kasha. But even in the first case, by him making the nether, gives him that. Like, he has power. Him saying, I'm not letting anyone else... No, he's not saying on the truma. He was saying on any of my assets, on anything that I have. Right. So let's see. Now, so let, let, let's, read, let's read this inside. So what it says like this, it says, Yitlu, they could take it without Shilas. They just go ahead and they take it. Alma, from this first ruling, we see is that his right of determination does not build equity. It's not considered his moment in any way because what's the Raya? The Raya is even though Yahid and Nedra that he's not allowed to benefit any Kohen or any Levi, they can come and take it without asking him. Why? It's, he doesn't have anything built because if he had equity built, they shouldn't be allowed to take it. So you see from the first ruling, Tevis Anna ain't a moment. Amos Sefer, let's take a look at the second ruling. What is the second ruling? Kohanim Eilu, Belevim Eilu, the Kohanim Belevim of the valley. Those are the ones that are Asun Enenli. Yitlachem, the ones from the city can come ahead and take it. Now, Lechora, why? Because they, well, they weren't included in the nether. But it's mashma that the ones that were included in the nether can't come and take it. Why can't they come and take it? As long as he doesn't give it to them, why can't they take it? Because he's going to being mahanadim. How's he mahanadim? If you told me Tevah Sanoah is not Mormon, so then how's he mahanadim? Must be the second ruling holds that Tevah Sanoah is Mormon. Lechora, Avalahani Leib, the ones that we included in the nether cannot come and take on their own his truma and his maiser. So I'm is considered to be a moment. This is a very, very stark question. These two rulings are mutually exclusive. So the Gemara does something over here that it generally is, 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 is uh, does, uh, never does. We find a few places it'll do because it's very, very difficult to understand. Rabbeinah Kadosh 
who was the redactor of the Mishnah, would write two mutually exclusive opinions without identifying who said them. We're going to say is that when the, this Mishnah, the first ruling is going like the Shita that holds is a moment, and the second ruling is a, is a, is a, is a sheet that's cholik that Daka holds Tovasana is moment. That's what the Gemara is going to say. So that the first ruling is going like Rebbe, which we're going to see that Rebbe, according to Rab Oshia, holds Oshia, that Rebbe holds Tovasana is um, actually the second ruling. The second ruling is going like Rebbe, who holds Tervis Anah is Momen. And the first ruling is going like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, who holds that Tervis Anah is not Momen. And therefore that's why any Kohen, even if they were included in the nether, can come and take the Truma, as long as he's not giving it to them. Now, okay, so fine. Even though as difficult as it is, we don't have any other options. We have two contradictory statements. You have to say one's going like one opinion, one's going like the other opinion. Let's see, where did Rabbi Oshia see that there is this Machlokas Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda that hinges on this very Shaila of whether you hold Teva Sanoa is Momen or is not Momen. So when I said the sign, we learned in a Brisa. Hagoynev Tivloi Shel Chaveiroi. person went to his next door neighbor and he stole his Tevel. Now his Tevel means... Chayret means that he had not yet separated out his trumas and maizot. Now let's say on the market the amount of produce was worth $10,000. Make it easier case. $1,000. Make $1,000 worth of produce. Now the fact is though, contained within the $1,000, the farmer would not have been able to get a full $1,000 benefit because he would have to give out truma, he would have to give out meister. At the end of the day, only like 85% of what's left after gives is what he really has in terms of the principle that he owns. But the remaining 15%, right, is not really his to benefit from. So now the Shiloh is, what does the Ganev who stole it, it's not here to give back, and ate it, how, how much does he have to pay, or what does he have to pay him for? So here we have the following machloikas. So I'm going to have Tivle Shel Chaveiroi, V'achlo, and consumed it, so there's nothing left. Mishalem lo t'mei Tivlo. Now, the way the Ron explains it, the simple reading would be, means you have to pay him the full value of the Tevil. Now, the Ron explains that that can't be. It doesn't make sense right. to say that I, I ate Tevil that's worth $1,000, I have to pay you $1,000, because I should only have to pay you the, the amount that I damaged you. So then, so what talking, and this is Divrei Rebbe, so what's shot in Rebbe, this is the way Rabbi Oshie understands it, but shot in Rebbe is, for sure the 85% of the chulin contained in it, that you have to pay face value, you're going to have to pay. But what he means you have to pay for the whole tevil means that even from the truma portion that's contained in here, and even from the mice that licked in the industry, you have to pay a portion of it. What portion of it do you have to pay? The tevil portion, the equity portion of it, because Rebbe holds that Tevis Anah is Momen. So when he says you have to pay for the whole Tevil, he doesn't mean you have to pay for the full value had this all been chulin. He means that every component that's within the Tevil, you the Ganev have responsibility to pay for because even in the Truma, there's a loss to the farmer. And even in the Meister, there's a loss to the farmer. You have to, you have to compensate for that. It's not going to be the full thousand dollars, but it's going to be a portion for the Truma and a portion for 
the miser. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda Oimer Ein Mashallah El Mechul and Shaboy is that the only thing you have to pay is for the eighty-five percent for the cholin, but for the truma or the miser, you cannot hold the ganav responsible. Now the miser, so who could technically? If the entire Sheva Kuhuna and Levia would be here, they could make him pay. But Lemaisa, that's not going to happen. So they can't really make him pay because anyone who shows up and says, pay me, he could say, well, I was planning on giving to the other guy. So Mamela, you can't, they can't, they don't have the leverage to make him pay. But according to, so therefore, Rabbi Isha says clearly the Machlokas Yerebi and Rabbi Yehuda is whether we consider the Truma or the Miser portion that's within the Tevel to have some level of equity that's owned by the former, and that's the Machlokas. Yeah, and this Machlokas, where the Tevis are no moment or in a moment, will therefore also explain the two lines in our Mishnah, in the Dorim. One is going like, Rebbe, the second ruling, the first ruling is going like Rabbi Yossi, the Rebbe Yehuda. Fine? Clear. Quick question, Rabbi? Yes. So, is when, he's, when, when um, the first opinion says he has to pay for the full value of the Tevel, and then we come back and say, well, he doesn't have to pay the full value because... It doesn't mean the full value. He never said the full value. He just said you have to pay for the Tevel. It means every component of it, there is a loss to the former, so therefore you have to pay for... A portion of the truma, a portion of the miser, and all of the chulin. That's all it means. But there's the loss to the Kohanim and Levium, right? But I, I said that, but the Kohanim and it's true. But no Kohanim and Levium can, as leverage, because they can't say it would have been given to them. So they can't really, it's Maman and Latovin. They can't claim it. It's, it's money that can't be claimed. Now, so let's go on. I mean, he might, you know, he's chayim, but he's not, he can't, in the court of law, you won't be able to claim it. Well, let's keep going. So Gemara says like this. So my love, is it not, says Rav Oshia, that Bahakamifligi, that this machlokus, as we explained it between Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, is this very point. The Rebbe Yusavar that the right of determination is considered to be building equity in the Truma, is considered building equity in the Miser, and therefore the Ganev has to pay the farmer not only for the chulin, but for the truma and the maiser that's in there. Now, it's not full value, as we point out, but he has to pay for it. Whereas, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore, only you have to pay for what? Is the chulin shaboy, but you don't have to pay for the truma and the maiser that's in it. And therefore, once we've now shown there is such a machlekes, then you can shift that information of what says to our Mishnah, and the two lines which are mutually exclusive, one represents the shita of Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, one represents the shita of Rebbe. That is the way we're explaining it. On that thing, Mora pushes back and says, Loi, no, that is not correct. But the Gemara is going to say that you cannot prove from the machlokas between Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda that they're arguing about the point of whether Tayyip Sana is Mormon or is not Mormon. It's an independent factor to what they're arguing about. And then once we're going to show two ways that it can be that they're arguing about something else, then you cannot say that this is the two Tanoyim that represent the two lines that are in the Mishnah in the Dharam. That's what the more thing. So it says, Lay, the Kula Almatevasana ain't a moment. It could be. It could be that they both hold that Tevasana ain't a moment, which means that neither Neither opinion holds that there's equity built into the truma that belongs to the farmer, and there's equity built into the mice that belongs to the farmer based on his right of determination. No. Neither one holds that. It's Ainomomen. So what are they arguing about? Maybe they're arguing about something else. Because the mice that we said we're talking about Tevel. Now Tevel is potentially has a section that's going to be given as truma. 
it's a, potentially as a, as a, has a portion of it that's going to give it as meister. But it hasn't been identified yet where the truma is. It hasn't been identified as meister. So what the one is going to suggest, I'm going to move away from it at the end, but the one is going to suggest maybe the machlokis is like this. Is that ma'tanashalohurmu. If you have gifts that have not yet been separated out, how do we view the status as to what they are right now? Because at the end of the day, they haven't been identified as Trum yet. But potentially it's going to be Truma. Potentially it's going to be Meiser. So that's what the Machloikas is, the word is going to suggest. Maybe the Sheik of Rebbe is that as long as the Truma hasn't been separated and the Meiser hasn't been separated, we look at it as all as like it's Chulim. It's not Chulim because you're not allowed to eat it, Lamaisa. But it's viewed as all Chulim because you can't say it's Truma or Meiser either. Because why? Right. And therefore, the Ryan claims, in the Havamina right now, we understand that when Rebbe said you have to pay the full amount, you have to pay for what he stole, maybe it could be you have to pay the full thousand dollars. Because since no part of it has been identified yet as Truma or as Meiser, then then the Rebbe holds, it's all viewed as Chulin. So if it's all viewed as Chulin, before it was separated, that's how we view it. And therefore, that's the Machlokas. It's got nothing to do with Tobas or Mamanenamam. Whereas, according to Yosef Yehuda, he holds that we view things, it's a philosophical answer, a position, that what it potentially will be gives it its status right now. So we look at it as if it was already separated, and since we look at it as well, you can't view it all as chulin. There is truma here. There is meister, which the Ghana doesn't have to pay for, because Tavis is ain't a moment. So therefore, they're not arguing about whether Tavis is moment or ain't a moment. They both hold Tavis ain't a moment. The Shilohs, we look at it as it's been separated, not based on its potential. That's the machlokas. Hold it for machlokas. Then you don't have the two sides for our Mishnah. So says the one like this, look, the Kula Alma Tavis is ain't a moment. They're arguing about matnos, the tevel, that has not yet been separated, right? And that's the, that's the argument. The one that says like this, I, the difficulty is going to be understanding Rebbe Shita. Meaning, I can understand Rabbi Yosef Rehud, the more that makes more sense. Why? Because even though it hasn't been separated as Truma, or it hasn't been separated as Meiser, I know that in this thousand dollars worth of produce, there clearly is a portion of Truma that's going to be separated. There is a portion, which then I can understand. Then how can you, as the, uh, as the farmer, claim to the Ghana, you caused me a thousand dollar loss? You didn't, I didn't cause you a thousand dollar loss, because you were anyway going to give a portion of that to the Levy, and a portion of that to the Cohen. So I should only have to pay you 85% loss, not a thousand dollar loss. Right. But Rebbe Shita, because it hasn't been separated yet, you're going to make the guy pay the full thousand dollars. It doesn't, that much that doesn't make sense. Because at the end of the day, you only should have to pay for the loss incurred. Whether philosophically we don't look at it as a separated yet, or we do look at it as separated, should not affect the actual loss caused to the farmer. And what is the actual loss to the cause of the farmer? It's really only the 85%, especially if you hold Matan Shalom, that, uh, Maman Shalom, uh, Maman, uh, that, that, that the, the din of, uh, you look at you look at that, that it's not considered moment, so it's only the 85%. How could Rebbe say you have to pay the full, the full value if, if it wasn't separated yet? So Rebbe's sheet is going to come out difficult in this explanation. So when it says like this, the eat ain't a moment. If you want to tell me that everybody holds the that the right of determination is not a true value that can be, that's built in equity into the item, so then it's really Rebbe's sheet, whether it was separated or not separated, because not separate now it becomes a thousand dollar loss it's not a thousand dollar loss it's not a hundred percent loss it's only an eighty five percent loss at the end of the day that's all you caused them the loss 
and they're not able to give a truma, that implies you don't even consider it to be a value. So how can you charge him for the trumas and maizah? That's in it. Rabbi Yaisa Lechara makes sense. Rabbi Yaisa but Rabbi doesn't make sense. So Moisa steps back. Ella, you're right. Hainu Tainu the Rebbe. A different shot. You're right. Technically, the farmer should only be able to claim what? 85%. Matanus Lahormu is, is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not Matanus, in a, uh, Mamon, uh, Mamon, And you should only be able to measure 85%. So you can't charge him on the Trumas and Maizah section for, I understand. However, the Chachamim can, can make a Knas. Because we don't want Chaitanisker. The Ghanav ate produce worth a thousand dollars. So therefore, technically, you should only have to pay eight hundred and fifty dollars came along the Chacham, this is Rebbe Shita, and said that we are not going to reward you, and therefore you're going to have to pay for the full thousand dollars. But the bottom line is, it comes out, they're not arguing whether Tevis is Momen or Eina Momen. They both hold Eina Momen, and therefore of Oshia's Teret, that the two lines, the Mishnah, cannot be the position of Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. So, Elahina time of the Rebbe. Kansur Rabbanam Laganav. The Chachamim constantly, they penalize the Ganav. To stop him from stealing in the future, you're going to have to pay more than what actually the loss was caused because we don't have the Chaytan You ate a meal for $1,000. You're going to pay $1,000. Even though technically he only deserves 80, 850 to the farmer, you're going to have to pay the full $1,000. That's one shot. Now, the run, the way the run learns it, there's even like almost like a section missing from this Gemara. Or else, with the one basically also another pushback, or else it could be both opinions actually hold Tovah Sanah is Mammon. Again, but that's not the point of what they're arguing on. It could be they both hold Tovah Sanah is Mammon. But they both hold Tovah Sanah is Mammon. Then what's the Machlokas between Rebbe and Rabbi Yezbeh Yehuda? Whether the person has to pay for the full table or does only have to pay for the Chul and Shaboy, what's the Machlokas? So Rabbi Yezbeh Yehuda Savar, Rabbi Yehuda, is this like, right? He says, actually, the Knast goes the other way. Technically, technically, Rebbe is right. Because Tavos is Mammon. So therefore, and you stole Tevel. So therefore, you should not only have to pay for the Chulin, but you should also have to pay for the Truma and the Miser section there should be. But why does Rabbi Yosef by Yehuda says, no, you only have to pay for the Chulin. Actually, the Knast is the other way. The Knast is the other way is to teach the farmer, you left us lying around too long. As soon as it's Tevel, what you should have done, separate and given it to the Kohen, and give it to the Levi. If you would have separated out right away and given it to the Kohen Levi, then what? It would not have been stolen, it would not have been lost. By the, the, so therefore, we're not going to allow you to collect on the Truma and the Chulin portion, even though technically Tovah Sanoi's moment and you have equity not only in the Chulin portion, but in the Truma's and Miser portion as well, you should be able to collect on it. We're not allowing you to collect as a penalty to the farmer. Right? So therefore, they, they, they penalize the owner, the farmer, to make sure that he doesn't leave his tevil lying around too long. But bottom line is that Rab Oshia's terrors, that there is a machlokas in our Mishnah, the contradictory statement. One is going like one opinion, one is going like the other opinion. Which two opinions? It's machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi. We've shown that whether or not there happens to be a machlokas tanoim, whether Tobas and Amamana ain't a moment, might exist, but you can't prove that that's the machlokas between Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. We have two ways of showing that that does not have to be the machlokas. Now, Rava Amar, Rava comes along and says like this. He says as follows. What Rava is actually <coughs> uh, going to try and answer is, let's see if we can reconcile that the two lines in the Mishnah are not contradictory. 
Because that's how it all started. Now remember, why do we think they're contradictory? Because the first line that says that if you said all Kohanim or all of you are not a benefit from me, they can come and take the Truma against your will. Or they can take the Mice against your will. Which we said, that shows you don't have equity in it. Because if it was Mammon, they wouldn't be allowed to take it. The second line said, if you only said a portion of the Kohanim, a portion of the Vim are also to benefit from me, the other ones, but the ones that netted was Chal, how could it be Chal? Because Mashman, you have equity in it. Comes along Rabbi, he has a Gavali Gechap. Rabbi says like this, it's very possible that Taiva Sanah is Momin. Taiva Sanah is Momin, which we see from the second ruling, that's why when you make a nether prohibiting certain Kohanim, that those Kohanim are not allowed to take from you, even if you don't give it to them, take, because they're getting from your Tova Sano. Only the ones that were not included, the Neder, are allowed to take it, not the one. So you see that whole, that, that, the Tan of our Mishnah is Tova Sano's moment. So then how do you understand the first? When the guy said, no Kohanim will be a lot of benefit me, why can they come and take? If Tova Sano's moment, the equity that's built in it for the person who made the Neder, you're benefiting from that equity. So he says like this. He says, listen to this, it's also has philosophical implications. He says, if a person makes a nether saying that I am not allowed to, be, uh, that, I, that I'm not going to benefit any Kohanim, any Levim, across the board, there's no Kohan Levim that allowed to get any benefit from me, right? What he basically has said, that even if you normally hold, I have a right of determination, right? I have a right of determination. I normally am able to give my Tuma and my sir to whichever Kohan, whatever Levim I want. He now has torn that up. Why is he torn that up? Because he's no longer able to do that. I, why is he not able to do it? He, he took away that benefit. Once you took away that benefit, so then whatever equity normally is built up because you have that benefit is ka'afar. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it, it's torn up. It doesn't exist anymore. Since it doesn't exist anymore, any Kohen can come now and any lady can come now and take it themselves. Why? Because the mice, the only reason they wouldn't have been allowed to do it is because of your equity that's built in it. But your whole equity that was built into it was based on the fact that you have the right of determining which one gets it. You lost that right of determining by the nether you made. Therefore, there is no more equity. Once there is no more equity, then what? Then anyone can come and take it. Okay. Now, in the second ruling, where you said some yes, some not, I didn't tear up my equity because I still left myself in the right of the German to give it to and certain of the Kohanim. And therefore, in that case, the ones that are included in the netter would not be allowed to take it because then they would be taking from the equity that he built up in it. That's what was terrorist. And therefore, you don't have to make this. You don't have to say the two lines independent of one another. That is how Rava answers. So let's see it inside. So Rava Amar, Shani Truma, that Bechaira Truma is different. Right? Right? Why is Truma different uh, in a case where you ask it to all the Kohanim? In a case where you ask all the Kohanim, why is it different over there and you do allow the Kohanim, or in the case of the Meister, you do allow the Levium to come and collect? The reason why the first ruling is that in the, any Kohen can come and take it or any Levi can come and take it is the Kevin to Ka'asi le Misra Alayu. Since what he did with his Nedr, he answered uh, no Kohen or Levi is allowed to get benefit from him. So what did he do with the equity that he had it? His only equity was, pre- was, was predicated on the fact that what? That he is allowed to give it to whichever Kohen or Levi he would like to give it to, or at least some Levim, and that's not so high. So Shavik Afa Ba'alma, he's turned that equity into dirt, into dust. 
and therefore there's no more equity. But that only works in the first ruling where all Kohanim Levim are also for him to give. But in the second ruling where what? We only answered some, but he matched the, uh, to give to, uh, he's still allowed to give to other ones, his equity hasn't turned to dust yet. So therefore what? In that case, the only ones that are allowed to take are the ones that were not included in the netter. The ones that were included in the netter comes out according to Rebbe Sidrov's territory. You have to say, Tobas Anoch, is Mormon, but that's not the cross, that's, he's disagreeing with the Rav Oshet. It's not a machlokas with the old Tovah Sanoah and Mormon. Both old Tovah Sanoah is Mormon, the, the Shiloh, the, the, and the, and there is no machlokas. There is no machlokas between the first ruling and the second ruling. Okay, let's go to the next Mishnah. We had this, a lot of it is we had earlier in the Mishnah, it's also in Ksubis. So go quicker. So we learned in the, earlier in the, in the Perak that there, there is a concept of Inui Nefesh. That he, her husband's allowed to go ahead and be made for Inui Nefesh where there's something that she's hurting herself with it. She's causing herself affliction. The husband, the father can go ahead and wipe it out. And by the way, it's permanent. Even if he divorces her and she marries someone else, someone else, that nether is mufer for Lo'ilam. However, we ta- touched on then, and now we're going to see the actual Mishnah, there is another category of Nedorim, that is Dvorim Shabbeinu Leveinu, that the Nedor, if it's left intact, are going to affect the intimacy of the relationship between the husband and the wife, and that allows him to be made for. Even though we said that Afara is not necessarily a permanent Afara, because she goes off and marries someone else, therefore she, he could never remarry her, so in such a case, then, then the Nedor will be ba- bound on the second guy that, that married, and, and she and, and the first guy's hafara will dissipate. That's what we had learned earlier. So this is the Mishnah we brought it on. That I make a nether that I will not do work for the mouth of my father. Now again, she's answering her father. That's not Dvarim Shabbat It's not affecting the husband. It's answering the father. Oh, I'll be Abicha, or your father. Oh, I'll be Achi, or my brother. I'll be Achi, or your brother. He cannot be made for it. It's not Inu Nefesh. He's asking them from benefiting, not her. And it's not Dvarim Shabbat no Leveino, because it's affecting a side person, not affecting him directly. Now, She'eni Ose Alpicho, now what if she says, I make a nether that I'm not going to allow you to benefit from my handiwork. Right? So she, <coughs> I'm not going to work for your mouth. So ain't Sarek in such a case, he doesn't, he doesn't even have to make, be made for the nether. Why? Because she is bound. Right? Halachically, she is bound to uh, work a certain amount for the husband. So she cannot make... What's that? It doesn't even take effect. So he doesn't even have to be made for it. Now, Rabbi Akiva Omer Yafer, he says no. He disagrees with Tanakhama. He says that you should be made for the nether. Because Shema Tadif Alav maybe she will put in extra hours, exert herself more, and make more than the required amount. The required amount was five sloyim of the warp, five sloyim. It's a certain amount of 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 of, of, uh, of volume or or, or or weight of of the uh, warp of the uh, what's the name the, the loom. But it's a certain amount that has a certain value. Now that is what she's obligated to do for her husband, right? But what if she puts in extra, exerts herself more? So then, Rebbe Kiva's shita is that the hadafa actually, in such a case, that belongs to her. Right? So therefore, in such a case, you can be made for Now, we're going to see why does it become on the hadafa. We'll talk about that in a moment. The Ron discusses. But the point is that since that you don't own that, so the neder would be chal, 
on the additional amount, and therefore you should be made for, for the in case there is going to be the additional amount. Now, the Tanakhama disagrees. The Tanakhama holds that even if she exerts herself and there happens to be more, it still belongs to the husband. So if it still belongs to the husband, then there's no need to be made for. But we have Machlokas between Rabbi Kiva and the Tanakhama. Rabbi Kiva holds is that no, that would belong to her, and therefore you should be made for that allows you, if you, if she wants to give it to you, you're allowed to take it and eat it from her, you're allowed to do it. Now, as the Ran, the Chora, it's, there's only two categories. Either it's Inu Nefesh, or it is, uh, it, 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 it's because you can't eat what she makes extra that's not her eating nefesh and why is he said because if you if the nether is binding then it puts a tremendous pressure on the husband because he can only eat from things she makes when he's calculated exactly oh it's only from the five sloyim it's not from above that and that kind of pressure is going to lead to problems in the marriage, which impacts itself and the intimacy in the marriage. So therefore, that is considered to be Dvaram Shabbayna Levena, and therefore that's why Rabbi Akiva holds you can be made for. But it's only because she owns the Hadafa. If she wouldn't own the Hadafa when she exerts herself, then Dr. Tanakam says there's nothing to worry about, you don't have to be made for. Now, comes along Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, and Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says the following. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, Oimer, he says like this, Yafer, you also have to be made for, but not for the same reason that was given before. He actually holds, like the Tanakam, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri holds that you don't have to be made for for the, ex- the ex- excess. Because the a- excess that she makes, Taka, belongs to the, uh, to the husband. So again, it should not technically be Chal. But he said, but there's another problem over here. Because what happens if you turn around tomorrow and divorce her? If you turn around tomorrow and divorce her, then you no longer control her Maisia dime. So what'll happen? At that point, the nether that she made today will be Chal tomorrow. And if it's Chal tomorrow, you're not going to be able to remarry her. Because you can't marry a woman that's not, you're not allowed to eat from her Maisia dime. That you wouldn't be allowed to go ahead and do. So therefore, you should be made for not for today, just in case you divorce her for tomorrow. So therefore, So therefore, so it comes out of Kondra Yochanan He agrees that you don't have to worry about the uh, the the Adofa. He agrees with Tanakam, but the Adofa is not the issue. But he how far is needed for something that's going to happen. Now, what what does he hold? Why? I mean, because the Rabbi Kiva and the Tanakam did not hold that that was an issue. The reason they don't hold it's a, an issue is because you're being you're 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 counting a, that the nether should be chal on a davar shalom bala olam. It'll be chal after you get. Uh, we had the shaila before where the hafara works past. Right. The marriage. That's a different Shiloh. This Shiloh is, the netter is not Chal Bechlal now. It can't be Chal. It's not hers to do. But it'll be Chal later on. So the Tanakhama and Rabbi Akiva could hold, you can't be, you can't make a netter on a Dabr Shalom Bala Olam. He holds, Rabbi Yochanan Minuri holds, that a netter is Chal on a Dabr Shalom Bala Olam. And therefore, you should be made for, not for the concern today, because you don't have a right, she doesn't have a right to ask on you for today, but for the future, therefore right. So says like this. So he says, so Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, uh, Maybe you'll divorce her and then the idol will become also to you. So Mara says like this, Amar Shmuel comes along Shmuel and he says the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan which means that the Gemara says Lememer the Kasavar Shmuel that must mean that Shmuel holds that Adam Magdish Davish Lebala Olam is that you can be you 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 can make a uh, a a a hegdish on something that doesn't exist. Why? Because we know a hegdish is another form of a nether. 
Right? Now, if a nether could be made on a davar shalom ba'ala oilam, the chayr, then what? Hegdash could be made on davar shalom ba'ala oilam. And if Shmuel's basketing by nether, like Rabbi Yechon ben Nuri, that you have to worry about that the nether will be chal after you get divorced, which is a davar shalom ba'ala oilam, and it works, and that's why you have to be made for, then he must also hold you to be magdash davar shalom ba'ala oilam. Okay. The problem is, Shmuel then contradicts himself. Says the Gemara like this, but I mean, I'm going to ask you a contradiction. We have a Mishnah in Mesechah's Ksubis. What is the exuvus nunches? Here it's not the woman making the, the, the nether. It's a, the, the man is being magdish. And he says that your maisa, your dayim, whatever you produce automatically belongs to the base hamikdash. Alright? Now, what is the, 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 uh, the, the first opinion, which is Rabmer? Hareza ozuosa veocheles. She can make and eat from whatever she's made, and she doesn't have to worry about this, and that's Divrei HaKol. We're going to see, everyone agrees, so we'll see why in a moment. HaMosar, but if she makes more than the five Sloyim, so then, that is uh, Rav Meir Omer Hegdish. That's going to be Hegdish. Now, let's step back for a moment. Now, the Chora, the morning Sivas wants to know, is that why does, when he's Magdish, what comes out of her hand, why is it not Hegdish, right? The Chora, who controls that? Who owns it? So the Gemara brings down two Amorayim to explain, and Machlokas Amorayim Ravuna and other Amorayim to explain uh, the, how to understand the, 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 this opening statement of the Mishnah. Ravuna holds that the Takana that a woman has to turn over her Maisiya dime to the husband actually was a Takana for the Tova of the, of the woman. We were concerned about her. Technically, she should own what she makes. However, since the Chachamim were concerned that not every woman is going to be able to support herself with what she makes herself, they made a Takana for the benefit of the woman that the husband has to support her. Now they were concerned, since we're making a Takana, the husband has to support her, if the husband supports and then she turns around and makes her own couple of bucks, and she says, oh, I don't have to give it to you, it's going to create a lot of friction, because he's going to say, I have to support you. And you don't turn a Maisei dime. So therefore, the fact that she, oh, the Maisei dime of the woman belongs to the husband really starts with the Takana that they said that the husband has to feed the wife. But, says Rafuna, that she could say, since it's for her benefit, if she has got a better job than the husband, so she can say, you know what, you keep your food and I'll support myself. She can do that because she can overrule the Takana because the Takana was just made for her benefit. You go ahead and do it. So says the Iravuna, that's shot over here in the opening line. The reason why the husband does not have to, the reason why he's not able to be Magdish, Harezu Osa Vochelis, you don't have to worry about the net, the hectish that he made, is because it's talking about a case where he wasn't able to support her and says so not able to support her. She said, I'm going to keep it myself and if she's going to keep it myself, then what? Then, uh, then he has no ability to be magdish because he has no control over it. Now, what about the other opinions? The other opinions, no. The takana was done for the husband's sake. The, husband, the takana is she has to feed him. She has to feed him. In return, because she has to... Uh, I'm sorry, she has to give her maestri a dime. In return for having to give her maestri a dime, he now has to feed her. So really, the takana is for his benefit that you have to give your Maisha dime, and if in return for that, you have to feed her. Now, so then what's shot over here? If, if she has to turn over Maisha dime, so why can't he be Maisha? Because the case he's talking about, that he doesn't have enough money to feed her. Because that, even that sheet of holes, where he doesn't have enough money to feed her, he does not have a right to demand 
that she turns over her Maisie a dime. And since we're talking about a case where she doesn't have the right to determine to give her Maisie a dime, he cannot be Magdish her Maisie a dime. That's why the opening statement says that when he's Magdish her Maisie a dime, it clearly doesn't work. Now, the next the next piece, what about the Hadoffa? Let's say he specifically, the case in which he said that the Hadoffa, the amount above the five sloyim, I'm being maktish. Alright? Now, there is another Takana, it's called the Mar Kesev, that for the five sloyim, the way it works is that she turns it over, he feeds her. Okay, we discussed that. The, the Hadoffa, anything above the five sloyim, the rule is that he gives her a Mar Kesev, and because it gives her Ma'akos, he has a right to the Hadoffa. So now, but what's the case over here? It says, Ba'amoser, Rav Meir Omer Hekdish. It is considered Hekdish. So Gemara says, why is it considered Hekdish? Right? So the Gemara concludes over there is that the reason that it's Hekdish over there, it's talking about he can't afford to give her the Ma'akesev. Well, if he can't afford to give her the Ma'akesev, then how can he be Ma'akdishit? Right? It's saying, when will become Hekdish is if she dies and he inherits it. If she dies and he inherits it, at that point, the hektish that he made before will be chal. Because Rav Meir holds you can be makdish davar shalom bala olam. Because you're being makdish it. For the future, you don't have controlling rights now, but it'll be chal. When she dies and you inherit it, then the hektish will be chal. So therefore, that's the sheet of Rav Meir. Rav Yochanan Sandla Omer Chulin. No. You can't be makdish it. You know why you can't be makdish Because when she dies, you're worried about it, it's going to come to... Ch- it's davar shalom bala olam. Ain't other makdish davar shalom bala olam. Okay, so that's the machlokas. Now, what's the problem? For Amar Shmuel, halach rabbi Yochanan Sandler. Shmuel said halach rabbi Yochanan Sandler. Which means, the chorus Shmuel's passing like rabbi Yochanan Sandler, that ain't other makdish davar shalom bala olam. Alam, ain't alma we see. Ain't other makdish davar shalom bala olam. One problem, but that Shmuel here passing like rabbi Yochanan Benuri. Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, that said, what did Rabbi Yochanan Benuri say in our Mishnah in the Doris? He says, you have to be made for, why do you have to be made for? Because we're concerned. Meaning, he said, you don't have to worry about the adopa. You don't have to worry about the extra amount that she makes, because that belongs to the husband. That's not what you have to be made for. for. But you have to be made for, for is what, what's going to happen after divorce. And Shmuel said, Allah is going to be Yochanan which means also that Adam can make a nether on a davar shalom ala olam. Because means Adam can be magdish shalom. The direct zero between Shmuel's ruling in Adarim and Shmuel's ruling in Ksubis. That's the Gemara's Kasha. Now, the Gemara suggests an interesting terence. The chitem, and maybe you will say, is like this, is that kika amar halokha Rabbi Yochum Maybe like this, because Rabbi Yochum Nuri was saying, saying two things. Number one, he's saying, I agree with Rabbi Akiva that you have to be made for, but not for the reason of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said you have to be made for because you have to worry about the hadofa. Because Rabbi Akiva held the hadofa belongs to her. And that's why you have to be made for but you're kind of long, you know, no, you have to be made for not for the adopa. The adopa, we agree with the Tanakama. That that belongs to the husband. So you don't have to worry about the adopa. You have to worry about at a point after they got divorced. So maybe all when 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 Shmuel said Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, maybe he's saying is like this that Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan Benuri concerning the adopa that you don't have to worry about the adopa. But he wasn't holding. But you have to be made for for what happens after divorce. He was just saying you don't have to worry about the adopa. But you but on that part the halach is like Rabbi Yochanan Benuri. But about what happens afterwards you don't have to worry because we see Shmuel's shita in Ksubis. He's ain't on a magdish davish olam. So it's a little bit of a kvetch that when he said Allah is like Shmuel, he uh, uh, Shmuel said Allah. Like Rabbi Yochanan Nuri, he only meant the God of the Hadoffa. 
But the Gemara is going to say three reasons why that doesn't work. The Chitem, a Kikamar, Halachik Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, Al Hadavaka Amar. So then two points. Then for, three things. First of all, Leima Halachik Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri ba'Adafa. Then he should have said that. I am telling you that Halachik Rabbi Yochanan Nuri only legabe the Hadafa that you don't have to worry about it because it belongs to the husband. He never said that. He just said blanket Halachik Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. Number one. Number two, Inami. He should have said that Halachik like the Tanakam because it comes out he agrees with the Tanakam. All, he, all you're telling me is that he meant that that I agree with the Tanakam that belongs to the husband then he should have said that I love the Tanakam instead of saying I love the Tanakam only the Tanakam just say that I love the Tanakam and then you don't have to get into the problem of number two and therefore Inami that the gears of the Ran is very important is in the parentheses what he just should have said was because that takes care of both number one we don't pass them like the Hadofa and number two we don't hold that you be Magdish or Davar that's what he should have said instead of saying which leads you to the problem that it looks like he's saying that you could be Magdish Davar Shalom Bala says like this it says the Gemara as follows Ella Amr Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says like this, our assumption is that what a din of Nadarim is saying, same the din of Hegdish, right? Maybe it's not, not a correct assumption. What the one is going to suggest is as follows, maybe there's a huge difference, is that you're right, and that's what Shmuel holds when it comes to Hegdish. Hegdish, that maybe the koch of a neder could even be on a davar shalobala oilam. Why? Lechera isn't hektish just another form of a nether? Not necessarily. Because we know like this, in order to make something hektish, you have to have full controlling rights and you also have to have it in possession. You have to have, I, ca- I can only make something hektish if it's mine and it becomes usher on everybody. That's the way hektish works. Nether doesn't necessarily work like that. Nether is, I can usher what I have on you but I can also make a nether that's chal on what you have on me. So you see that you have more co-op with a nether. I don't even have to be in the owner or possession of something. So therefore maybe, it's not in your possession. But you see, hegdish you don't. Hegdish you have to have in possession to make hegdish. But maybe nether, since I can answer what you have on me, maybe I don't have to have it in my possession. Maybe I have to make a nether on Davish Lobalam. So the two steers, it's not a stira. One's talking about Nadorim, one's talking about Hegdish. Maybe that's the shot. So when it says like this, so it says, El Amr of Yaisir, Shanikri Nomis, Adam, Since you have a right to answer something that you don't own, your friend's payros, you can answer on you. So maybe maybe I can also answer a davar which means neder is stronger than a regular hegdish, and therefore there's no contradiction between the two statements of. We'll finish off over here. Amalei Abayis, Abayis to his Rebbe of Yosef says that teretz is not a good teretz. Why? He's like this. Bishloma Adam I understand the concept that by neder you can answer your friend's Paris on yourself. Why? Because I have the right to answer my payros on him. I have the right to answer his payros on me. That can go, that I understand how Nether works both ways. But to say, therefore, you could also be Makdish Davar Shalom Olam, that, right, that's already a, 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 a level that's above it. Because what, is you, what do you want to say is working over here? She can answer on her husband 
She can ask her on her husband a davar shalom for when they're going to get divorced and she owns it, right? So he says, that you don't see, you can make that jump. And you, uh, you see, or by an adorm, you have to have at least one level. One. Either it's mine, I'm answering on you, or yours, I'm answering on me. So you have one level. But to say, I'm answering, like, pretty much yours on you, because davar shalom I don't own. So it's like almost yours on you to say, that we don't see, you're able to do. So you can't say that therefore that, 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 that that's going to be in the Dharma or different than Hegdash in that way. She'ele, yes, or davar shalom al chavero. You want to make a davar shalom but you don't possess. And that should become usher on your, on her husband, right? She can't usher what her, uh, her husband's peros on him. Which is pretty much what she's doing, what she's doing on a davar shalom alam, because she doesn't own it yet. So therefore it's like his on him, that we don't see you're able to do. So if you hold, you can't be makdish davar shalom you should also hold ein adam, you can make a nether on davar shalom and therefore the terrets that we wanted to make difference between the darim and hekdish does not work, and now we're going to continue with this, we'll continue with this tomorrow.